0: That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from thirty dollars a month to just fifteen dollars a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/slash-switch. Forty-five dollars up front for three months, plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited, more than forty gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
1: This episode
2: of Another Happy Pod is sponsored by Cat Food. Cat Food enjoys by aliens with a side of oppression.
1: Another happy pod. Do
3: you like my mustache,
2: (laughs) (laughs) Lawrence? Please just open the episode with that.
1: (laughs) I think I might. (laughs) Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Pod Boys, as Connor named the podcast, making it abundantly clear (laughs) he hasn't listened to an episode in a while. Uh, We're joined, we're joined as usual by Nathan, uh, who is old, and Connor, who is still a little bit older than me. Connor. (laughs)
3: <laughs> say say hello 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 it is me um connor, <laughs> not connor sure how to start, you but...
2: <laughs> have the honor of being the second ever guest on another happy pod but also <gasps> the first guest with an actual decent microphone so shout out hey
3: to you. We shout well out well to done. me well done connor. A massive
1: honor connor you you're a um, you. you're a streaming boy you're a you're a, you're a YouTube yes. streaming boy. Tell us a bit about what you do.
3: I'm a hit sensation. I'm up there with Ninja, um, <laughs> but I don't play, <laughs> I don't play uh, Fortnite because I'm not nine. Um, but I do stream, uh, like mostly Let's Plays. Um, I find lots of joy in that, and uh, I am a slowly, slowly growing channel. Well, I'm finding it a lot of fun to stream.
2: What is your channel name?
3: My channel, I should say, probably say actually, my channel yeah. name is Mr. Super Kins. That's not with an E, that's with an, not with an E-R, it's with an A. Super Kins. I've always wondered, is there a history um, to that name? Is there a reason? There, There is a very small history, it's not really that fun. Um, basically, uh, when I was in school, my best friend at the time, um, uh, he, he had a, um, a PlayStation uh, username called I think it was, thinking, was that X, X, supper killer XX. basically the most generic name that you could think of supper for killer. Um, supper killer. He's basically, out yes. Dinners. <laughs> he is. he's pretty good at Call of Duty, actually. Not to be, uh, to be fair. Um, so I sort of like took that and I was like, hmm, well, I used to get the nickname Kins in secondary school, so I'm like, let's fuse that together. And you know, I like Mister, so let's put that together, and there we go it's being, really boring being
1: dead honest history <laughs> is the is the mister because youtube already had a uh, superkins and so you had to add like mister or it it would either be mister superkins or superkins 101
3: um yes um <laughs> yes yes um they didn't have uh, sorry my timer went right there um i got some chicken in the oven um i'm just going to go turn it off in a second but um yes um <laughs> Sorry, it's not going very well. Here. Go, go, get go sort chicken. out
2: your chicken. Go sort out your chicken before you burn the fucking house Right, out. Hold on. Oh. All right, so um, go subscribe right. to I'm Mr. Back. Superkins. Oh, he's back. Uh, yeah, so go subscribe to Mr. Superkins on YouTube. He's going to have a lovely chicken dinner once the podcast is over, and I'm sure he would appreciate some more We've stuff. got chicken
3: tonight.
2: Chicken tonight. There we go. What, what
1: a lovely meal. Connor, I'm already enjoying having you on so much. <laughs> this, is, this is like the regular podcast dynamic has just been hit by a train today. <laughs> it's fantastic. Um, Connor, you, we we asked you on because we wanted you on. Uh, we thought it'd be fun, but you chose the topic of today, uh, which is District 9. Yes. Why did you choose District my 9? It's my favourite
3: movie um it is actually uh if i could pick a favorite movie it would be that one and a lot of people do question that and they think really really it's kind of like it's it's done like a, a documentary but um it is one of my favorite movies and it actually is a massive influence why i got into acting uh slash acted don't really act no more <laughs> kind of thing you know you know no, that none of us do um, yeah we, we know what you mean. Uh, um but um yeah i want i you know i was thinking of a topic and i was thinking well why don't i pick a film that might be interesting and it just so happens that there is you know there's a fair bit to talk about here with you know potential sequel on the horizon yeah uh, definitely.
2: i was just actually reading up on that and it definitely seems interesting before we dive on into the actual movie itself um obviously connor it's your favorite movie so you've got some history
1: with it there Lawrence, uh, had you seen this before? Uh, I, I'd seen it before. So the last time I saw this movie was um, like seven years ago, I want to say, off the top of my head. I had some weird like, pre-notion that this was, like one, something to do with the Aliens universe, which it's not. Um, and two, that the lead actor was actually Adrian Brody from The Pianist, um, which he's not. <laughs> Uh, so I watched this back uh, last night, and I just remember going, that's not fucking Adrian Brody. <laughs> it's not and, Adrian Brody. And this isn't anything to do with Alien. So I was, <laughs> this was uh, like, basically, I'd seen this before, but it was, it may as well have been the first time watching it, yeah. What about you?
2: I, I think I had seen half of it before, um, and... I remember seeing certain parts. I don't think I ever watched it all the way through, but I just remember seeing little bits here and there. Like I remember specifically seeing uh, the scene where Charlotte Copley was eating cat food out oh, of a tin, um, and then I remember him and an alien with a gun going into a building, and that was pretty much all I remembered from the movie. Uh, so today uh, was really the first first time i have seen the movie in full, and do you know what? It's a fucking good movie it really is there we go is is, i was surprised by how good this was i really enjoyed it
3: oh good that makes that makes me happy i'm glad you guys enjoyed it because it is like for for most people because it's set out like kind of like a documentary especially for the time of i think it was 2009 when it came out um a lot of people didn't, didn't really digest this very well but it did receive I think it received a couple of I think a couple of Oscar nominations. I um, think it was nominated
2: for best picture. I was reading it. Yes.
3: So. Um cuz you know they had Peter Jackson tied to it as a producer. Um, yeah. but um I I remember watching it the first time I saw trailers of it and I was like oh I really want to see this but I never got to see it in the cinema so I actually rented this from Blockbusters can you believe it? <laughs> oh showing, there. You, yeah, showing we're, your that showing i know um that's oh goodness me that is i sound old (laughs) um but uh i remember like you know asking my mum, can we rent this please and she said yeah sure we can so rented it and we watched it and she enjoyed it and i really enjoyed it i was like my god that's great because i'd never seen acting like as well as this from like an unknown actor charlotte o'copley
2: I was reading earlier as well, but like once I finished with the movie, I just started reading up just to see what I can to get some extra notes. And I read that Charlotte Copley, Charlotte O'Copley, had actually never acted before he was in this. Like it was a happy mistake that he was cast in this because apparently Neil Blomkamp uh, just needed him on camera to get some like test footage or something. And from there, he basically just got the part, which is fucking insane you're, you're really. joking
1: because this one of the main things i took away from this was how fucking good this not adrian Brody bloke is like <laughs> honestly like the, the one scene he's got so many impressive scenes in this and he's given like a fucking he's given like an actor's wet dream of content like he's given such good lines and good scenes and moments and a good arc um but there's the one scene that i love the most is when he's speaking to his uh, wife who's saying that she can't do it anymore over the phone and he's obviously yeah. he's, there and he's like don't do this baby no no not uh, don't leave me don't give don't do up the on accent. us come on i'm doing <laughs> the accent <laughs> um but it's great the yeah.
3: accents it's a difficult one to do it is a very <laughs> difficult one to
1: do i regret doing it now um yeah you should it's, it's an australian
3: mix in there a
1: bit of one yeah no it's but it's uh, he was so fucking good in it so that's amazing that why why yeah. why did he get it then why did they not cast it elsewhere
2: I uh, dunno. Uh, just reading here. Yeah, star Charlotte O'Copley had not acted before and had no intention of pursuing an acting career. He stumbled into the leading role as director Neil blonkamp placed him on camera during the short film. Oh yeah, apparently this is set on based on a short film.
3: Which... Live in Joe Berg, it's called. Have you seen that? Um I have seen that. It's very short. It's um it is based on like it it's um It's like you said, they're just sort of like doing some test footage, but it turned out to be like a five minute movie. And what it is, is uh, it is sort of like a build up to, you know, aliens living in Joburg in um, uh, Johannes, Johannesburg um, in um, South Africa. Um, And that was shot in 2006. Right. And then they, you know, they went on to make the movie. But I do have a little fun fact for you, actually. Um, They were actually uh, District 9 was never actually going to be a thing they I were know, going i
2: know what this is going to be uh-huh. i
3: don't
1: know i don't know what this is connor tell me with the yeah. fact
3: <laughs> um they were actually because peter jackson was tied to um uh tied to the um uh, the project they were going to do halo they were going to do a halo movie what but um they they yeah actual yeah. like halo um uh, the halo master chief that you know <laughs> from <laughs> microsoft that's so weird <laughs> It, it is, but it makes a good it makes a good transition because you know whatever they did have they could sort of like translate it into making these aliens uh, sort of um,
2: apparently but, Halo the movie it didn't get very far into the development process um, hmm. but apparently some props um, and a few other things were carried over um, which is quite cool um just
1: picturing it, yeah it's, like it's, it's, like it's district nine as is and then everyone just out of nowhere master chief just walks around the corner <laughs> <Master>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so weird though mode like, production thing how f- um when did the last lord of the rings movie come out how um 2003 uh, They came out okay so they had been a while since then had he done anything since
2: yeah, he did King Kong in two thousand five. Oh, God,
3: yeah. King Kong! Yeah, um <laughs> Yeah,
2: very long movie. Um, <laughs> three hours twenty five minutes, I think it is actually. Um, and then <laughs> also, I don't think he did anything after that for quite a while. So, does Peter Jackson
1: know how long movies should be? <laughs> well, this was a brisk two hours. This flew by. Yeah, this was to be fair. Although he produced this, a brisk, this, right? a he didn't brisk make
3: walk. This
2: well no yeah to be fair yeah he was just a a producer but yeah he still had
1: quite a a heavy role in it from what it looked like to be fair right that's that's something that i do love about this like nathan saying it flew by this yeah i was one surprised at how short this was um yeah <laughs> i don't know if that's because i watched the four hour movie the other week um, or, oh God! Yeah. So I don't know if this to me just yeah. felt like an absolute brisk stroll <laughs> in the park. Um, That's very The last movie we talked about on this
2: podcast, it it goes for like your entire life. So this was a very <laughs> welcome
3: uh, reprieve.
2: Rumor has
1: it I'm still watching. Nice, it. nice,
3: easy breeze. Watch. Exactly. But I so, did have to get up during that movie.
1: Yeah. Oh well, you you'd be yeah. foolish not to. Anyone that watched it in four sittings uh, in um in one sitting, oh, I, I commend you. Um, but no the the simplicity of this like movie like the fact that the plot is actually not that complicated the fact that it's such a quick movie but there's so much like subtext packed into this like this movie says so so much much, yeah and it's like it it really did it's incredible connor what is that why it became your favorite movie or did that did that pass you by when you were younger or did you come to appreciate it later what how, how did that go
3: i i loved it from from the first viewing of it actually Uh, i remember watching it and like there's just there is so much to unpack here it's like how how quickly um you know it's it's the same cliche thing with with the government they want the best thing and they don't care whose lives they ruin yeah so they take him when they find out he's got his dna has been spliced by uh the alien species that and you know their weapon tech cannot be used by humans um but i think one of one of the very big things i love about this movie is the music and it's specifically the scene when he is first on his own and he's in a field and he overlooks johannesburg and you see you see the alien spaceship hovering above and it's just that oh it gives me goosebumps thinking about it because i used to have it on my phone i used to listen to it on the bus on the way to college um and he just he gave me utter goosebumps i think you might know what it is it's like the it was played at the end and it's played part way through the film and it's basically it's i'm not going to repeat it because i'll butcher it i'll butcher it completely but <laughs> it's on, let's um hear it. let's hear it's it. someone on, you,
1: this is your first podcast appearance right we oh, fuck. we want to hear this <laughs>
3: <laughs> well i can give it i can give it a go go on uh just literally like just five seconds maybe uh, and he goes um uh, Wonder <laughs> oh, woman's thing <laughs> that one you know what i mean you know what i mean
1: <laughs> <laughs> to be honest connor I don't. i'm gonna need to hear that, that one more time <laughs> no i'm
3: not doing not a chance <laughs> not a it chance. Is, it is butchered. it is
2: interesting you say that though because i'm I, i'm i don't mean this to be like any slight to the movie or any disrespect to the composer but i cannot remember a single song from this movie now that i think about it and i I literally just watched it a couple of hours ago i am having trouble remembering the music but i guess that's not something i was really paying attention to in my first proper viewing did you notice the music at all Lawrence?
1: uh i'll be again connor i don't want to shit on your parade i don't really um and that's not through like I, I i bet it's amazing and i bet if i watched it through and paid attention to it it'd be amazing but i saw i read a couple of people's reviews just to find out what the general consensus of this movie was so many of them mention the music so i you you can't be wrong but yeah i don't it didn't stand out to me i don't know if that's just me well,
3: from from what i remember because i i actually didn't have enough time to re-watch the film but because i've it sits so comfortably in my in my heart um, I remember that a lot of the music is very natural if that is anything to go off of um, there is some like you know added in music there's a lot of like street music like audio just captured from the streets um, and there's not a lot of music placed in there but when it is placed in there it is really good you know you've got the intense scenes you've got like the reflection scenes and um uh you know the, the basic gist of what the story is maybe that's you, you why you get a feel for it and i
1: maybe that's why it was kind of difficult to notice then because like you have to be listening out for it sometimes you don't digest sound that's like supposedly oh. in the scene if you're paying attention to the dialogue too much maybe me and Nathan just appreciated this movie too much to notice anything good i'm <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah maybe um maybe that's interesting is there any other like what what else stood out to you? Because obviously, with all the subtext going on, I'm I'm surprised that as a how old were you when you first watched this? I know you said
3: oh, so it was 2009. I was when I first watched it. I'm looking at the date right now. I think I was 14. Okay. Yes, I was. F- no, actually, I was 13. 2009. I was born in 95.
1: Well, oh, there we go. I'm not very
3: good at maths. <laughs>
1: i think i was 13 <laughs> it's, no, it's That's just me it's just, just trying just... to think sorry did you because i know you loved it from the first go but did you fully appreciate it for like what it's doing because this like i, I said this movie subtext is very rich this like... would have
2: this would have massively gone over my head as a 14 year old yeah same here. I, I think just i been think
3: like haha cool alien <laughs> <If I> think... <laughs> cool prawn cool um, i think uh If if I'm if I'm being honest, I think it did go over my head a little bit, but I could appreciate what I could understand, and that was uh, that was what the story was. Because like for for me as for me as a person and as an actor, um, I really like to put myself in the character's shoes, and you know you sort of you get that from watching movies, playing video games, reading books. Um, It's something I you know I sit with very much. So as 13 14 year old kid um i don't think i fully appreciated everything that was uh being shown on screen i just know i absolutely loved it from the music to the storytelling to um, another topic of uh documentary the way it was shot as well. And I was like, I've not really seen... The framing
2: device is really, really mm. interesting. I like that it's like... Base- the first 20 minutes are just basically a documentary. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's exactly. really good. Really interesting to watch. After that, it kind of like goes into more traditional movie, but every now and then it keeps cutting back to those Wait. like floating head interviews, which is...
1: The really the, the way this goes, like, like Nathan said, the first 20 minutes, I, I remember pausing it um, and thinking to myself, holy fuck! Like, I've just realised this this whole introduction has been like an edit for a trailer in itself. Like it's yeah. it's so so fast paced. and obviously it has to be because of the length. But um, one thing that it does so well is switch between uh, the the format it's done it's done in. So you've got the documentary, but then every now and again um, you'll cut, and it will be this like cinematic shot. Where you'll notice that this is obviously part of the film. I know the whole thing is, but this is obviously not found footage. This is obviously not like a documentary segment that they've taken to make this edit. Like, and it flows so seamlessly to the point where sometimes I didn't even notice it, which is. Yeah. It's, it's so fucking. Do you know how hard that is to do? <laughs> like, it's ridiculous. <laughs> what, what?
2: What I actually really liked as well, and this is just a tiny touch, it's not even that significant really, but just at the end, it had like the traditional like documentary ending, like this character ended up as a blah blah blah, and like the the ship managed to and whatever, just giving you like updates on where things are since the filming of the documentary quote unquote uh, stopped. And that was actually just a really nice touch. Not a lot of like fake mo- uh, mock documentaries do that, so.
1: Quite enjoyed that as well. They committed. They committed to the genre they chose, which was massive. Um, Speaking of genre, as a as a sci-fi film, um, like I I, would you call this a sci-fi? I'd say it's loosely because it's it's uh, yeah, it's definitely sci-fi. No, but I mean like yeah. It's a different type of sci. Maybe that is the format, maybe, but like it, it doesn't feel like a traditional sci-fi. But it definitely is one. It, Do you know it what doesn't I mean?
2: feel like tradi-
1: Yeah, it doesn't feel
2: like traditional sci-fi because it's not aliens invading. That's that's why it doesn't feel like traditional sci-fi. It's like like they said. They they say in the beginning of the movie, you know, the ship didn't land over New York or Washington or, sh- or Chicago or anything like that. It's just here in Johannesburg, and it didn't attack. It just stayed there and it was full of refugees. That's why it feels different, and that's why it really works, because it is that big subversion. I mean, you think of, like, classic sci-fi alien films, you're thinking of Independence Day. I mean, the big poster for that is a huge spaceship over the White House, or whatever. And then this, you've got a huge spaceship over uh, a full city, but it's just full of refugees, just people trying to, to survive instead of coming to attack. And that's... That's why it works. That's why it's really good.
1: Yeah,
3: That's, that actually does does spark a little bit of. Uh, um, I just remembered actually. Yeah, at the start of the film it didn't land anywhere that was important, and this yeah. is what makes the film quite original. It landed in uh, well, it landed in a, a a popular, famous city, but it's you wouldn't even think about that. Not for one, would you think about that? You think about somewhere else.
2: Yeah, exactly. In this situation most likely be somewhere over america or something like that but yeah it's johannesburg and the fact that it is johannesburg as well um really lends itself to the themes of the movie because like obviously apartheid and everything like that and then you have segregation um and all that sort of stuff so it is it it was like it was a really good choice an interesting choice to, to put it in johannesburg mm.
1: it's interesting i think that's you, what really took me well it's, it's interesting when you realize as well like like you guys said they didn't come to invade they came to sit there because their ship's fucked but they didn't do a single thing and then the actual people that end up disturbing and disrupting the peace are the humans because they're just so desperate mm-hmm. for an, an answer to what's going on so desperate to force a narrative on this whether that comes from wanting more news coverage or just fucking ignorant aggression uh, they're the first people to kind of break that peace and anyone that dies after that point it was easily avoided had they just left it alone, which is something that I think humans have shown that they're fucking completely incapable of doing. Yeah, the humans are,
2: are dickheads in this movie. I think even the main character, even Sean O'Copley's a dickhead for the for the majority of the movie. I didn't like him. Yeah, at all. No. How, what did, What did you think about that?
3: Oh well, me. Oh, <laughs> or anyone you. Uh, um yeah at first you think he's kind of like because you also got to take into account that um you know this is in south africa they obviously have a different a different way of life a different way they see you know their attitude towards things is different compared to how we are over here um with like manners and everything um so he he comes across as quite arrogant at first and very big-headed like he really knows what he's doing when he's out in the field um and the whole uh Here's the sweetie man, I am the sweetie man. I'm coming um kind of sort of I was like,, eh, what <laughs> um that really did uh the not sinking too well, but you know what happens to him, his character, and how he changes, um you know he's freaked out, doesn't know what to do, anyone would be in that in that situation, you would be you know that would you would probably be like like that as well, and try to figure out oh, how yeah. to unwrite what's happened
2: absolutely, yeah, completely fucking turn your life upside down so it's understandable like the decisions he makes but but it is it is frustrating at times though because he does like form this kind of respect with uh, the alien Christopher Johnson and his which is a great name for an alien um, and his (laughs) little son Um, but then just the moments like where like he just betrays him and he just walks away from him when the military is surrounding him and everything like that it's just so frustrating because I feel like that's a lesson he should have learned. And, and he, granted, he learns it like five seconds later, but it's still quite frustrating to have him say, There's the prawn, I'm leaving, fuck off, and that sort of stuff.
1: What did you think about that, Lawrence? Um, yeah, like, so his character as a whole, it's all very intentional. And it, don't get me wrong, it's done very well, oh, but it's yeah. not subtle. Um, like, the way that you're. He's so clearly, like, they even say it like this guy's become a bit of a dickhead um because he's been given a large amount of power and that power comes through the um the kind of belief and the pressure put on him to to essentially walk around and like deport people evict people that have done absolutely nothing wrong um basically uprooting lives it's just with the different context that they're aliens um yeah. but it's it's do you know what my my opinion of him shifted um mainly uh in the scene which i i think is the best scene in the movie uh where they they basically strap him up to a chair put a gun in his hand make him shoot oh. like they shot <sighs> him, yeah to continuously make him shoot dead pigs and there's the moment and you really kind of the actor does such a fantastic job but there's a moment where they they swap out the uh, they swap out the dead pig um which is already pretty horrified about having to shoot, um, and they bring in the alien, and the alien just looks terrified. Like, yeah, the CG on this is like, yes, it's 2009. It's not, it's not perfect, but it's it's effective for the movie, and it it doesn't get better than in this scene because they really humanize this alien with me. Um, it's not perfect mm. by today's standards but for the time I think it's, it's, it's oh, quite it was, good actually. it was up there yeah people were comparing it to the likes yeah. of like Gollum which was groundbreaking for the for back in the day um, Yeah. so yeah no but then when it, the line that got me um, was when he said oh, I'm bringing back the pig I'm not shooting him he's done nothing wrong um, and yeah. you just saw like the sheer horror um, and it was clearly the moment he realised that this is the horror that he's been happily inflicting for years or god knows how long um yeah, that he did a U-turn for me, but I just whilst I'm not meant to like the character, I can't deny that his he's so effective in this. Like as a as a storytelling device, he's so good. Yeah. Yeah, he, he
2: definitely he, is really good. Um, did you not feel like um sorry, can I go ahead?
3: Oh no, I was just I was going to segue into another conversation about, about the wife, but um you you go.
2: I was just, I was just going to quickly ask Lawrence, um did you not like feel frustration at those moments though? Like where he did like betray Christopher.
1: Yeah, I did. Um, it was more the. It is frustrating, as with anyone going on a redemption arc, because you a lot of the times you see them get close, but they've still got lessons to learn. Um, it yeah. would have frustrated me more had I like not had the ending that it that it had, where he essentially just goes, "I'm, I deserve this, but you don't." Um, and he he kind of not selflessly because it's he's wasted enough of their life do you know what i mean but the fact that he is willing to put his ego aside which was at the forefront of the of the movie like there's um, a lot of times it really it really reminded me of like michael scott-esque playing up to a documentary camera crew like the whole (laughs) like i think there was a moment where he like fell over or, or something and he was like oh you're gonna cut that out aren't you like and he basically was completely concerned with how he was perceived so at the end when he kind of committed his selfless act it kind of wiped that frustration away from me but yeah it was there he was absolutely there when i was watching him make the wrong choices fair enough yeah
2: go ahead colin
3: um i was gonna say the, the relationship with the wife as well because like you see many movies and you see like characters who have like wives or husbands and you feel like it, it these are like really these are like bad movies that Don't connect the characters together. That you can't believe that they're together, with the wife in this, and you don't see a lot of her. You really do get a taste for, like, you know, that they are, you know, a married couple. And it's something I just remembered as well that the um, the wife's uh, father is up in the government, and he's pulling all the strings as well. He doesn't care about um uh uh, Charlotte Copley's character. What's his name again? Vickus. Uh, Vicus, or
1: Vickus, something like that? Something
3: like yeah, that. Vickus, yeah. Va- Vickus Varamenda, I think his name
1: is. Let's Vickus. call him Adrian Brody.
3: Adrian Brody. <laughs> Adrian Brody. <laughs> South African, Adrian Brody. Um, South African
1: Adrian Brody, yeah. Um, yeah, so <laughs> um,
3: what, what um, were you saying uh, about uh, the wife? Oh, I was just saying like the connection between like um, Vicus and the wife... uh, Their connection was really good, you know, with the amount of time you saw them on screen and, you know, how sad she was, uh, especially towards the end of the film. Well, she wasn't sad. She just, she seemed hopeful because something was left on her doorstep for her. And then ultimately what you saw at the end of the film as well.
2: It's like a little metal flower, like made out like junkyard scrap. Yeah. And then, yeah, which at the, end of the film there was see. that moment,
1: wasn't there, where he said, um, uh, you, "Like you got to homemade gifts because it always means oh. something more," um, which happened quite early <laughs> right in the movie. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so I completely missed that, was, that. Yeah. Oh, mate, how did it, it's it's like so crucial for the ending.
2: <laughs> it's. Um, <laughs> I just thought so, he was making her a nice little I gift. I never even <laughs> thought about that. No. <laughs> no.
1: So there's um. Come. On. Oh, wow. how. By the I way, just a, just
2: is. a just a quick just a quick side note here. <laughs> Um, I think Lawrence, I think you're thinking of the movie Predators from 2010, which stars Adrian Brody. That would
1: explain <laughs> so much. That would explain my connection as to why sky, I one yeah. thought it was Alien, and two, yeah. yeah, oh god, okay, thank it you. It was a
3: hot time for earlier movies, then. It was, real hot <laughs> thank you
1: for putting my <laughs> my weird thought to rest, Nathan. Um, he <laughs> welcome. yeah, no, he says, um. He says, there's a moment where he says, like, oh, I got... Either, either he says it or she says it, where they're describing a gift to the documentary crew. Um, I, I think, think she says it. I think it's the wife, yeah, where she says, oh, he, he made me this. He always says, like, it's more personal when it's when it's homemade or something like that. It's just a really throwaway line that basically gut punches you right at the end of the movie. Oh. Yeah, I completely missed that. I just thought
3: he was making her a
2: nice
1: I'm going to
3: have to go away and go away and watch it again and
2: you yeah. know have my tears and my clearly we're not as well crying. versed
1: in cinema as lawrence's so well guys come on it takes years of practice i don't want to i don't want to be out here bragging um i'm sure i'm sure <laughs> it does.
3: um can i can i can i add something um for you my th- can. Th- 13 14 year old mind at the time as well i was an absolute sucker for uh visual effects and like you know, graphics and everything. Like it looks really, really good for the time. Like I remember seeing all the detail on the prawn. I can probably guarantee if I watched it now I'd be like, damn, what was I thinking at the time? <laughs> but, you know, with with a budget of thirty million, not bad.
2: I think I not think it looks bad. good. I don't think you would be like, Wow, what was I thinking? Because yeah, sure. It's if you compare it to today's standards, then it's not um, it's not amazing, but it's it's still not bad at all. It, is re- it does look really good.
3: Yeah, it's I, an I'd easier it movie than stuff. four hours. It's definitely
2: a lot easier than four hours. I'm interested in to know, Connor, is there anything you don't like about the movie? Is there any criticisms you have? There?
3: This is something I... Uh, I mean, you guys know me. I'm very, very difficult with trying to pinpoint something bad because I love... That's where well, I could never be a film critic because I love when I love a film. I love a film. I'm like bang, ten out of ten. But um, <laughs> I, like that. I love that so much. If I, I just I couldn't be a film critic. I was thinking about it the other day. I was like, no, I, I like this film too much. I if, can't just. If give someone it a nine, had a gun I, like, to your head
1: and a gun to your balls, and told you, "Oh, you need to tell me <laughs> something guns. bad about this movie," what would you say? What's your What's your instant reaction? Yeah. Uh, I-
3: I I do I do oh it might not be about the film it's the fact that a sequel has still not arrived
1: Nope, <laughs> no nope. bang there goes one of your balls okay. No my
3: kids <laughs> my kids No That's okay. not, All the right. fact it's that got there's a... not
1: more of the movie isn't a criticism <laughs> of the movie Connor. <laughs> okay okay <laughs>
3: Um okay right um I would probably go ahead and say um, give me a second. I've got to really rack my brain here because you know I love this movie. It's 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 close to me. It's it's well, sits with me in bed. It's, what about you, Lawrence? Night.
1: So <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, what about you, Lawrence? Do you have any criticisms? I have one criticism of this movie. Um, and it's it's okay. a, it's a reach because it doesn't take anything away from the movie. I just think it's a little bit too on the nose and obvious. Um, so the fact that the the kind of what's what's the organization called? Um, the MNU MNU, MNU. MNU. Yeah. MNU. So the, the fact that that's MNU. kind MNU. of uh, The fact that that's kind of ambiguously headed by his father-in-law to me. Um, I felt kind of, I guess, humanized it in a way, um, in a way that I don't think it should have been. So I I think that it was one quite a clear choice for it to be like this, this guy early on in the movie going, if you can't do this, I'll get someone else to do it. And then immediately throwing him under the bus when things could turn his way. But I don't think it needed to be anything like you don't need an evil character to embody the driving force behind like racism, classism. Like you don't need an evil guy because the, the organization he's representing is already doing a pretty bang up job of being evil enough. And I think the fact that it um, it was his his wife's father was a little bit, just a little bit like a movie thing that, like how, like, I know this is a sci-fi movie, I know this, but it, it just the odds of it happening to this one guy and the head of the guy who's torturing you is your wife's, uh, your wife's dad, like it, it felt a little bit too much like a plot thing that didn't really do much for me, but that's the, that's the only criticism.
2: Okay, when you say like you don't need a guy to be the embodiment of the the racism and everything
1: like that. Yeah. How else would you do it? I think don't have a don't have a main guy. Like there's obviously the soldier. The soldier I get is like has to be a character because he's an antagonist threat and he there needs to be someone to fight at the end of these movies. Um I do, I do understand that. Boss fight. But the fact the fact that there's like there's enough scientists, there's enough soldiers There's there's enough unnamed people because I quite like the idea that this is just something that goes on uh, and not not one single person can be held accountable because it's it becomes racism becomes like a mindset uh, and an evil that is so like deep rooted in an organization or a society. Um, It it just felt a little bit like the movie had to put the blame on someone for a clear antagonist and it, it didn't need it. Do you know what I mean?
2: I I do. Yeah. Um I I disagree though. I I think that I I get what you're saying. I I do get what you're saying. I don't think that I I didn't get the impression that that he was like for lack of a better term the CEO of racism in this movie. <laughs> like like of racism. <laughs> Yeah, he was he was just another cog in the machine to me because he wasn't, like, the one who was, like, t- dishing out the orders and telling everyone to find this man. Sh- sure, that was happening, but it wasn't, like, all on his shoulders. Like, everyone was in agreement from him. He wasn't telling reluctant people what to do. They was all very much on board and all very much happy to, to go along. Like, that scene when they're all around the, the medical table... Um, with Charlotte Copley on it, like saying, "Yeah, we'll just kill him, and then we'll do our tests and whatever." It wasn't like he was the one saying, "Yeah, let's kill him, and then we'll carry on and we'll do what we need to do." They was all very much in agreement and saying, "This is what we're doing." It wasn't. Do you, do you see what I'm saying? It
1: wasn't. A, I, do, a one I, do, I, do, I do. I think it the rest. To, like I said, this does come down to like if I had to find something wrong with it, it'd be that. Again, I don't think the decision they made detracts from the movie at all. I don't think it is done badly uh i just yeah i don't know It just felt it felt like it felt in a world that's clearly so devoted to setting up this kind of layer of realism to the point where they even put it in like a fictitious documentary format it felt like a very clear movie thing to happen like the yeah. bad guy has to be someone that he knows personally for it to be justified do you know what i mean
3: it seems easy uh, yeah
1: yeah like, what did you what do you think about iconic? because i'm curious as to what you'd think
3: well I was I was gonna say, can you imagine if, you know, the big boss was a prawn? <laughs>
1: All along, the that whole that, time. That would be quite the twist.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Curtain well, draw. It's what happened. <laughs> it is me. The, the bad guy did become a prawn. Oh, yeah. Social commentary but oh. It wasn't really the he wasn't really the bad guy. Oh Nathan, I was doing a bit. Will you let me do my bit? Oh. <laughs> well it was a bad bit. Someone has a knife to did... your balls. <laughs> Oh, I want no, to hear about my other ball uh, on this podcast titled another happy pod. I want to hear a <laughs> bad thing about the movie.
3: I I do. I was thinking, and it would probably be the, um, the way, not the way he transformed, but the, you know, the, the black, the black liquid. Yeah. Um, I would say that's kind of, it didn't seem, it didn't seem enough. I guess you could say it just is like this one thing was hidden in this one shack um and you know it is eventually used to drive the ship away which seems a bit like you mean this time you mean this this little this little vial thing right here that seems a bit, seems the, a bit out out how the way it, there um, the they could have used something else
1: that does everything to do with the plot <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's all like, a bit vague and it's just it's
2: just general McGuffiness like this is what Why does to do. this, this is... why
3: does this little liquid this want this little little liquid turn turn a different species into a prawn or you know yeah. well, what they're called prawns um, why does it do that and why does it power a spaceship
2: <laughs> yeah. It's it's got a lot of uses. Yeah. It's
3: got a fair point. Oh yeah, that That's was it. F- when it. When the ship it flies that. off. The ship flies off. It, it does that whole rum. You know the whole inception thing.
1: I've got we're, we're approaching the, in the city shower. What's going on over there boys? Shut up. Carry on. Okay. But Connor's making spaceship noises. Nathan's abusing me. This is this is the podcast you all know and love. Um, the poddy Boys. The Pod Boys. Connor, one day we're going to sit you down and tell you that's not the name of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's another Happy Pod. I've got it right here. Um, right. We're approaching time, but I want to. Um, we tease it up top. The movie teases it heavily. But there's been, um, well, this movie came out in 2009. There has been no District Ten up until recent rumblings. Uh, let's let's hear some thoughts about what you want from a sequel. I got. What do you, where do you want it to go? And fill me in because I don't know I, what the rumors are.
2: I got uh, so uh, on as, as wow. recent as less than a month ago, uh, February 26th, 2021. Neil Blomkamp revealed on his official Twitter uh, that development was moving ahead on a script for a sequel titled District 10. Charlotte O'Copley uh, is co-writing the screenplay with him.
3: Oh. And so is his wife, Terry Tatchell.
1: Yes, so that person too. So. Those, those <laughs> world famous names that we all know and love. <laughs> know Charlotte O'Copley. <laughs>
3: um this this got me really excited like i i heard this and i went no way they're not i I got i got excited but i didn't get too excited because i was like well it's in the writing stage at the moment the writing a script and this could take this could take however long you know it's not official until they go right production has begun and then you go oh wow let's go boys that's when you get really excited
2: that's very true um to me like it it seems like the the obvious thing to do is the three years later thing Uh, christopher uh johnson coming back three years i'm i'm knowing like in real terms it'll be like about what 15 16 years later by that point but there's no reason why you can't do three years later um or just say like he got sidetracked because of some alien shit or whatever um Mm. And yeah, and now he's back, and then they're, they're gonna turn Charlotte O'Copley back into a human, or may, but maybe he'll decide to stay as a as a little prone, because he he likes his making his flowers or whatever.
3: He will be a prone still, yeah.
2: Yeah, what do you think, Lawrence?
1: I think yeah, like I I think it would be pretty cool to see him stay as one. I like to see him. The downside to is it Charlotte Charlotte Copley is that his name Charlotte O'Copley. Mm-hmm. So, um, um, so yeah the downside to him staying as a prawn would be that we don't get a lot of face time with his um, his very very uh, respectable acting chops um, and that obviously because there's not even many lines that can come of that um, obviously because it's all a lot of clicking and subtitles um, I would like to see him I, I, I basically put it this way district nine surprised me as a film i'd like district 10 to do the same um there's not much i want to see from it because let's be honest no one no one yearns for content like district nine no one wants to see oppression um like (laughs) played out so realistically on a screen but it's it's a it's a good little piece of art and if they can if they can do it justice with a sequel then i'd love to see it
3: absolutely i would love them to do justice with a sequel because i i wouldn't want them to do something obvious like christopher comes back and then like there's this whole story of christopher trying to get and trying to find you know vickers the character and have no idea who he who he looks like because he doesn't know that but um you know like nathan said i think they'll either do the whole three-year thing Or they might stick with the current time of when the film gets released. Be like 12, 15 years or so. Let's just say that. Um, And, you know, Vickers has been waiting all this time. And he's still a prawn. And maybe he doesn't remember being human anymore. There's so many avenues they could do. Would they do documentary?
2: They could could do uh, The Sun coming back instead of Christopher. Like maybe... Oh, something yeah. happens to christopher and it's just his son who can come back so he's all grown up now that could be interesting
1: that'd be very i would the like to see something like that yeah that'd be really cool um yeah connor we've got a world famous writing system here that has never been challenged not even no, no 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 <laughs> no <don't. laughs> no we don't we don't
2: we do a standard out of 10 but you can change the numbers for something from the
1: movie so, if, if right, if I was to give it an example, I would give this nine tins of cat food out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> nine
2: I, tins of cat I food. Would
1: give,
2: I would also give this nine um, prawn
3: aliens out of ten. I would give this nine...
2: If you want to say ten, you can say ten. We, won't, no we won't stop you. We won't. Well,
3: the sequel Christ. isn't here for District Ten yet, so I guess oh, okay. we'll just have to wait for another oh, Happy Boy. That was a good one. Um, I'll give it a ten. Ten uh, Vickers eating burgers out of ten. <laughs> Actually, out I, of nine. I'll nine. Change my rating nine... to
1: um, nine. Uh, Vickers having sex with alien conspiracy. <laughs> um, <laughs> i did love that there's the scene where he's just in like this classic little burger place and suddenly the news is like this just in this guy fucked an alien <laughs> and, he's, and he's currently at your burger shop next to you wanting your food and everyone's just like he oh is my dangerous God. yeah um
3: he will fuck me yeah
1: no it's good i enjoyed seeing Wolf. Well, i enjoyed seeing what our world is going to look like if if the pandemic carries on um and we're we're heard oh, cool, it into the fucking hell. What a, what, a, what a note to end on. <laughs> anyway, I'm so glad <laughs> in my
3: flat.
2: <laughs> Thank you for listening. Thanks for joining us, Connor. Uh, thanks for coming on. It's been lovely. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Everyone, please again check out Mr. Superkins on YouTube. He does streams and playthroughs. What are you playing through at the moment?
3: I am playing. Oh shit! That was horrible sound. Oh. Um, I am playing through uh Red Dead Redemption Two. I did start oh. it as a uh post i was posting videos but uh internet's not good for uploading and it takes forever so i switched over to live streaming and it's been more beneficial for my channel so red dead redemption oh, nice. 2 come check it out it's a lot of fun
2: well, I heard one you're, of mine and lawrence's favorite games so i heard you're doing Frub
1: reviews as well the little condensed <laughs> packs of yogurts oh yes Is yes the
3: case? F- froubra- it is actually. I actually started doing that today. It was a it was a fan request. Uh, I was told to um to look at some frubes and test them out. I could do them on stream one time. What flavours are there? There's peach, there's strawberry, I think, and there's blackcurrant or berry? For the, Connor, for the Before
2: we start no, I don't care. Connor, before we start <laughs> recording, um I believe we promised you a solid minute just to go through oh, all shit. your brand sponsorships. <laughs> all right, So please right. Tell me when I'm ready yours. You're, you're ready I hope.
3: Oh, Okay so shout out to these Fantastic companies, we've got Elgato Over here for capturing all my content On my console, <laughs> we've got LG With their LG tones definitely, definitely check them out And we've got some LG monitors here One for 1080p 60Hz And one for 1440p 144Hz uh, I, don't think I said that right. Uh, we also got some pop dolls right here, and we've also got some anchor no one can wireless this, charger. No one can see this. No oh. one can see Just saying. So you know. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just showing it to you guys because I feel like you care. And uh, let's. Oh, and one last, final shout out. We're going to do a shout out to Razer. I don't know why I'm showing you that again because no one can see that. Razer, <laughs> they're such a fantastic product. Everyone shits on their uh, uh, their software, but I actually think it's pretty Gucci.
1: You've got ten seconds. Well, there you go. go. Oh, shout Quick,
3: out uh, Shout out to uh, my dog, Arthur.
2: Shout oh, out to Arthur. And there we go. <laughs> uh, thanks for joining us this week. Um, next week, we're doing Monkey vs. Crocodile. Um, so we'll see you then. Another happy pot. Monkey.
1: Another happy pot.